The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation. Mike Campion here with Sean Bandick. This guy is, believe it or not, I feel like, doesn't he have the same last name as Suzanne, our mindset coach? He does. They do. Not coincidental. And they're not brother and sister. So I'll let you sort that out as the it's that their relationship, uh, but I'll give you a hint. It, it rhymes with married. So there's there's a hint that'll get some of you there. Um, but they do wildly different things. Suzanne is one of our favorite. We have her on the podcast a ton because she's just great with podcast guests. Sean has a unique situation, not situation, but position in the company in that um, any clients that we work with have to go through Sean or one of our coaches or myself before we work with them. So he gets the, the you guys, Clean Nation, kind of in our your biggest fears, your biggest weaknesses, your big, he gets to hear all the stories before, like, you know, Sean, he gets to hear you guys when you're broken and crushed and everything sucks, you know, as a coach on the other side, we get to see you guys get fixed and it's a lot of fun. But the reason I thought it would be good to have him on a, just cause he's great. And I want you guys to know him, but B he has talked with hundreds and hundreds of owners of cleaning companies and can tell you from his perspective, which is a unique perspective, what stops people from taking action from changing their lives. Cause it's heartbreaking to hear these calls where people are, you know, oftentimes they're not clear on the problem, not clear on why that's not working. They're not even clear on where they want to go. So Sean does this great ability to get clarity on all of those things. And then when it comes forward time to do something to, you know, obviously cost some money, some time, some doing things different, some taking some coaching, people just crumple up. And if it was like, well, they just went like, I share the story. I had a car dealership and it was common for people to come in and look at a car and they're like, oh, we're going to think about it. It's like, okay, fine. Think about it. And they'd either come back and get it or they'd get something else or they'd stick with their own car. But whatever it was, it was, it was all fine. <laughs> so it's just fine. Whatever you do is fine. Unfortunately, that's not how it works with you guys. When it comes to business, it's like, you kind of get some hope and then you, you crumple up. So I just, we hate seeing that. So I wanted to bring Sean on and share his wisdom with what the people that win and change their lives do and think and how they make decisions and how they show up. And then unfortunately the majority, that's why there's so few million dollar cleaning companies out there. The people that crumple up and let their fear, you know, take counsel from their fears and let kind of the, the emotions do the thinking as opposed to the the brain do the thinking. So that said, Sean, anything I've missed, or you just want to kind of jump in on let's yeah. You, anything I've missed or anything you want to add before we jump into the question at hand? No, we're all good. We're all good. I'm, I'm happy to go on on that. That's uh it's a big thing that when, when we start talking to people on the phone and you can hear them, usually they started a cleaning company because they're great cleaners or even they love cleaning or it's kind of the thing that their family did or whatever it is. And so they start from that point in the business. And the problem that they run into often is the fear of going to be the CEO of the company because they've never been in that kind of position before. They've been in a position where they're the worker, they're working hard and that's great. But as a business owner, they've got to allow themselves at some point to be elevated to be the CEO and take charge and start making decisions like a CEO would make, right? And in the beginning, they're usually trapped in that thinking of I work hard, which is 
going to hold them there until such time that they allow themselves to be to be elevated to a new level of thinking and and start to make decisions like a ceo would do so to your question what's the difference in the thinking one thinks like an employee and so they're trapped in that kind of thinking and the other thinks like a business person so they succeed and they have that million dollar business come business that they're looking for but until we can start to think and act like the ceo and take charge and 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 literally make a decision in your business right now and move forward in spite that it's uncomfortable because it's going to be uncomfortable folks <laughs> it always is and when you're elevating and growing up the ladder it's going to be uncomfortable but if you if you let that discomfort stop you then you carry on cleaning toilets and and washing floors and that's what you do but if you can bring yourself to a level where you can step forward in spite of the the discomfort or the fear of stepping forward but you make that decision and you continue moving toward your goal and you do it anyway even though it's uncomfortable then you can break through that barrier and you'll go to the next level but you got to get there everybody's got to get there so i my guess is the vast majority of people listening would agree with the statement i did not get into this business well I don't know about I didn't or didn't get into this business, but I'm not in this business now to be cleaning. I want to be an owner, right? Maybe I got in for different, but if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably to the point where your desire of your heart is not to make money cleaning toilets, it's to make money being a business owner. But, and they would say, I want to be a business owner. I want, I don't want to clean anymore. I want to stop acting like a cleaner or believing like a cleaner and start acting and living the life of an owner. The problem is I think they make up with that could or should look like and they say so i'll work harder that's what owners do i'll invest in a bunch of equipment that i don't really know how to use or i'll buy marketing that i don't understand or i'll hire people or i'll get some certification from the s the small business association a stamp that i'm small but i'm minority certified or <clears throat> they take cues of what an owner could or should look like from weird places that aren't correct and i'll give you a kind of the bad news, good news about it is, and we should probably talk about this more on the podcast, is being an owner is as good or probably better than you think it's going to be. Certainly have a million dollar company making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, you know, work, having a life where you only have to work zero to 10 hours a week. It's 10 times as good as, or a hundred times as good as you think it's going to be, but getting there is probably 10 times harder than you think it's going to be. So we just kind of do a box like, Sean, I want to be an owner and I'm committed to a million dollar company. And a lot of times like I want to sell this thing and do others or franchise and be national or global. We've got all these beautiful views, but then when it's like invest in yourself or do something different or start raise prices on customers or fire somebody or have a difficult, and we start telling them what being an owner, you know, be decisive, do something now, not I'm going to wait and I'm going to think and I'm going to blah, 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 blah. So they say they want to be an owner Tell someone that like one of the best sermons I heard is said ever, you know, in the church, people are like, oh, I want to serve. I want to serve. How can I serve? Right. And and the pastor said it so well. He's like, everybody says they want to be serve until they get treated like a servant. And then they don't want to do that. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I don't want to be treated like a servant. I didn't say that. I want my version of serving, which I'm comfortable with. But maybe Sean needs a version of service that is dirty or ugly or gross to me. And that's different. I'm not interested in that. We do the same things. Oh, I want to be an owner. I want to be an owner until you have to act like an owner like oh that means stepping away out of my comfort zone it means doing things other people won't do it means 
being okay with your family going, you did what? You're trying what? How dare you? You're not going to do it. And just being out. So funny how we take judgment from broke people on how to be rich. Like we're doing this thing. And they're like, that's never going to work. It's like, well, tell me how you made your million dollars. Like I'm working for $48,000 at this job I hate. Okay. Well then you don't get a vote. Right. So sorry. I've got a little ranty there, Sean. I saw that. Yeah. Sean's like, yeah, (laughs) I couldn't help but notice you kind of got all fired up. Are you a little passionate about this, Mike? Well, you hear so many times and here's, I'll give you the arc. And then Sean, I'd love you to just respond any way you see fit to to the value of cleaning nation. The arc is people come in all crumpled and and fearful because they're confused and overwhelmed. They don't know basic things like their numbers or like they don't even know what they should know. Sometimes embarrassed or scared. He's just a lot of fearful. And you do such a great job, Sean, helping him get clarity and making him feel comfortable. And you can kind of feel them and hear them over like an hour call growing and expanding. And, and at the end, they start having hope. And that's my right. favorite, favorite part, right? And it's that's the best part of this job, In whether it's people that we're considering working with or people that we've accepted as clients, seeing people have that hope and their life changes the best. But then when it comes to, well, you're going to have to spend money or you're going to have to spend time or you're going to have to do things different, like way different, or you're going to have to let some customers go or some employees go or change your change the customers that you accept or your business model. Then they get all crumply again. And it's like they just spent 20 minutes or whatever articulating their problem, understanding it, getting more clear than they've had. And they get hopeful they could change. And you're like, well, here's the work that it costs. And then they go, oh, you know, I guess... Uh, you know, without getting all biblical again, the guy who's trying to follow Jesus, he's like, what do I have to do to follow? He's like, just sell everything you have and follow me. And he's like, and he went away sad because he was so rich. Like he just, it was like, oh, I can't do that. I feel like people, you know, <laughs> not that this is at all like, you know, on par with the Bible, but people come to us and go, what do I have to do to be successful in business? And it's like, just sell all out and go all in. Even when it's scary, and you have to risk time, money, reputation. They go, oh, and they go away sad. Not because they're rich, because they're broke, but they're so attached the, to the opinions of their broke friends or to their financial security or to not being in debt or just crazy stuff that is it cross purposes with owning a business. Oh, and by the way, just as an aside, I'm going to turn with Sean. Anyone's like, I want to build a million dollar business and I'm never going to take on debt. It's like, okay, I'm sure that's happened at some point in history. And I'm a big Dave, Dave Ramsey fan. Love that. Blah, blah, blah. And I know he's built an empire supposedly with no debt. Just because, you know what I'm saying? But that's like one in a billion. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Hey, new friend, love that you are here. If you want more Cleaning Nation, more us, you can check us out on YouTube. Similar content, you just get to see each other. It's totally free. Or if you want to say, hey, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, join our free Facebook group. We love hearing from you, Cleaning Nation. That's what makes it magic. Jump on, we'll see you there. So what? that's my take on it, Sean. You get to talk to these people, I think, more day-to-day than I do. How is it you see, and then how can we take that fear, and what what message can you take away from these hundreds of conversations from people that are in very similar spots to the people listening, and what encouragement or action item or next steps can you give to the folks listening? Okay. Well, first off, you hit a really valid thing, as you say they take um, they take advice from like people take advice from other broke people, and. And, you know, I mean, they want to build a million dollar company, but they're taking advice from their aunt who, you know, she's real nice and you love her a lot, but she's never built a million dollar company. And she's the one that's judging you and you're allowing that judgment, which you got to be careful of that. Right. And, you know, the old saying, you become the sum total of the five people you surround yourself most with. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people that we talk to in the front end, they're first around the wrong people. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
the people around you are not elevating you. They're not lifting you up. They're not loving you and loving you without judgment. If that's not it, they're the wrong people. Simply put. And in order to get where you want to go, you have to start to be engaged with other people. That's why other people that are going in the direction you're going, right? That's why our community, I love that our private community is all, they're all on the same trajectory. They're all going toward a common cause. They can all talk about what's going on. And when you see someone new come into our membership and they and they click in with the group and they're so excited because suddenly everybody understands them. Everybody understands their pain and nobody says, hell no, you can't do it. What, are you crazy? Go back to your job and work nine to five until you're 60 and then retire broke. Nobody says that to them. Everybody well, says, yeah, get on it. You can do it. Let me give you some other versions of what you might hear. Just so you're like, people, my friends don't say that. Okay, let me give you some other things that they do say. Well, you can't have employees. They're just going to quit. They'll screw you. Or I had a friend once that built up a good cleaning company, but the employee screwed him. So he just went back to cleaning or it's never going to work. So it's not always that like obvious, like you're going to fail. A lot of times it comes, this is the insidious ones. And I'm Sean made a good point, like friends and stuff, but let's get to really meddling. Sometimes it's family. A lot of times it's family and even worse. They're not trying to sabotage you. They have your best interest at heart from their wildly limited perspective they're telling you the best they can tell you from a broke person standpoint or from a person that maybe isn't broke, but they're not living, you know, I worked at corporate and I made $172,000 a year and I retired with a gold watch and I'm very happy. And if that's, if that's the trajectory you want, you should absolutely listen to them on how to do that. So it's not that they're evil or it's not that they're trying to hurt you. Sometimes it is, but most of the time it's not, they're trying to help. They just know what they're talking about. So they'll just, it's insidious, right? Because if they just said, well, if you just want to be broke the rest of your life and be miserable, go ahead and do that. They're not going to say that. They're going to be like, oh, I love the fact that you're doing this, but can you really go all in? Should you really you know, quit your job? Should you really invest that kind of money in yourself? Should you really hire people? That sounds very dangerous. That sounds very risky. So they, they don't come across in this confrontational way. They come across in a very supportive because I think they're trying to support you, but they just don't have the ability. You've got to be around people that when you go, yeah, I'm going to hire a team of 20, and I'm gonna, I've got, and I'm going to build a system and a culture, and that's gonna be something I can retire on that'll build me generational wealth. They don't go, huh? They go, oh, that's my vision. I like that. So sorry, I didn't mean to cut in, Sean. It just I wanted to give other looks so people didn't in their mind go, my people don't say exactly that. I'm like, it's it's not always exactly that, but it's a version of that. So continue, please. Right. And I think that's so powerful is that part of who you're aligned with and the people that you're aligned with and then your vision and that they're supporting you in, in the vision. And really, um, it, it's it's going to take being willing to reassociate yourself with people that will support you. And the people that love you, they still love you. Don't get me wrong. And like Mike said, it might be your, somebody related to you or whatever. They still love you. They're saying it from love but they've never been there before. And, you know, I had a young lady just recently. Um, I talked to her. She she really wants to change her stars. She's working so hard, so hard, so hard. And literally, she's worked seven days a week for the last 30 days. Hmm. Seven days a week for the last 30 days. She goes to work at 8 o'clock in the morning, gets, up at, gets back at 9 o'clock at night sometimes. Okay, so the first thing she did when we talked um, – she 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 wanted it so badly but didn't have the resources and within a couple of hours she's already got a loan lined up and she's 
you know, this is way out of her comfort zone. She's mm-hmm. out of her comfort zone, but she figured out how to get a loan lined up and get into action so that she could get out of cleaning every single day for the last 30 days and get into building a proper company so that she can have her freedom. But she had to be super motivated and willing to be out of her comfort zone and make some phone calls and start collecting some money and get on with her bank and figure out how to come up with some money to invest in herself and her own education specific to her industry so that she can grow. But Mike, think about this. How many people do we talk to that are in the same boat as that, working, working, working like crazy, crazy long hours, never seeing their family, never getting a vacation, nothing, but they wouldn't step out or or dedicate a few hours in one day to figure out how they're going to get the funds to finance their growth in their business. They, they don't take that first step. I couldn't agree more. I'm going to end this with a story that I'm blatantly stealing from a great guy named Russell Brunson, owns a company called ClickFunnels. So giving full credit to where I got the story, because it's such a perfect story for what you said, Sean, I think it'll tie a nice bow on this. Um, I think his company's got like a billion dollar valuation now. So definitely a guy would, I would say, qualified on how to build businesses. Um, And he's helped a lot of other people build their businesses. So he talked about when he was in college, he was a wrestler and not very academically minded. So the one course he said he really liked, I forget it was an economics course or some sort of course. And at the end, like their final exam or exam was to get up and explain a business that they had done, something like real world. And he built this little business online that I think was making like six, seven grand a month, five to 10 grand, something like that. It was more than five, I think less than 10. And he was so excited about this. Like he was, you know, cause part of it, you have to get up and share in front of the, in front of the, the group. And he got up and he's sharing and this, he said, the teacher's this uh, Indian guy, East Indian. And he's like jumping up and down. He's so excited. He's hearing Russell's story. You know, I, you know, there's an educator. I can't imagine at Boise state or whatever. I don't know what they make, but not, a, this is probably his salary. Remember what like pretty dang close to what he makes. Right. And he's excited and Russell's excited. He's like, I thought I was just going to blow my classmates away. Like they're going to mob me and they're going to be fired up. And he said, they were just staring at him like dead cow eyes, like totally. Uh-huh. Huh? He said, there's this one guy like, slouched back in his chair barely listening the only guy had a question he raises a question raises his hand and russell's like all right one dude yeah what's the question he goes i don't know man that sounds like a lot of work and (laughs) russell's comment i thought was so insightful he said it was crazy i'd been doing this thing for three or four months whatever this business was and he's like to me what sounded like a lot of work was going to work in a coal mine 40 hours a week put my life at risk or sitting in a cubicle. You know what I'm saying? Like, so with owners of cleaning companies, just like Sean's gal that he was sharing her experience, we are willing to do crazy stuff for entrepreneurship, like work 80 hours a week. But then when we talk about stepping out of our comfort zone and doing what it really takes to be an entrepreneur, I don't know, it sounds like a lot of work. So it's like kind of, and it's tough because the rules that we set up in our mind, and I do this with weight too. If I eat this, I should, my body should be this. I should have this kind of body. It's not fair. And, and my body's like, I don't care what's fair or not. <laughs> this is what I require. This is a diet I require to you to feed me for me to look the way you're looking at and perform the way you want. And I can shake my fist at the sky and I've found it does nothing. So the same thing with entrepreneurship. A lot of times we're like, it's not fair. I work 60 hours a week. I ignore my family. I've given up my personal life. I sacrifice my health. We talk about all the stuff that we do and we don't get success. 
and we complain that it's not fair. And maybe it's not. I'm not here to say it is or isn't. I don't know. But we can just go, or there's a different price. And just literally investing time or money or doing stuff different or finding a freaking mentor that's done it and do what he or she does, even when it's scary, even when it's out of your comfort zone, even when all your friends tell you you're stupid, like we, we won't pay that price. So it's we, it's not that we're lazy or we won't do anything. It's just we've decided what we're willing to do to get the business that we want. And that just doesn't line up with reality. And we're so mad because it should, and it's not fair. And be that as it may, <laughs> the the cost is the cost and you can pay or not pay it. So um, my last words, and I'll let Sean throw anything he wants is if you are really committed to changing your life, you're not happy with where you're at. And don't, don't lie to yourself. That's the other thing people will come in and go, I'm working this many hours. I don't have any personal life. I, my, my health is suffering, but it's not that okay. I love it. It's no bad. It's not that bad. I don't mind. And they kind of like tell themselves, and because it's so painful, if they just went around every day with the the reality of the pain they're dealing with, it, I don't think they'll be able to handle it. So they kind of self-soothe and make up these stories. Um, be honest, right? If it's a, If you're not living the life that you want, do something different. If you're not getting the results that you want, do something different. Don't just go, I'll do more of what I'm doing now and that'll change it because it won't. Um, so that's all I've got. Anything to add, Sean, before we sign off? I'm good. I think that's a lot of pointers in there. Sean says we're good. We're good. All right. Cleaning Nation, if that's been helpful, growmycleaningcompany.com, tons of free resources. If you do want to change your life and get something done, reach out to us, one of the coaches. Um, we will do everything we can to help you get the clarity you want, a plan that you want, but you got to be ready to change. If you want to get a different result with same results, don't even reach out. Nothing we can do to help. But if you're willing to do something wildly different to get wildly different results, um, reach out to us. If you think we're full of crap, find somebody else, but do something different. <laughs> don't keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. Talk to you soon, Clean Nation. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. Uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.